welcome to your local Christian podcast, where a couple of casual theologians talk about the Word and the world. Please lend us your ears, and we will do our best to avoid heresy. I'm Zach. I'm Andrew. And we are Just a Christian Podcast. All right, so here we go. This is episode one, the pilot. Mm -hmm. This is us uh, gifting the world a child. Are we going to name it pilot? The child yes. or the podcast? <laughs> well, the podcast has a name. This episode we are gifting to the world. We'll name it Pilot. Oh, yeah. right on. This, like here's this, my child to yeah. you, world. Pilot. Like God offering his son to the world. And we can name it P-I-L-A-T-E. <laughs> like Pontius. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so stupid. And I, it's great. All right. So here's our gift to you, Pilot. And uh, what is Pilot, Zach? What are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish here? Um, well, obviously the name is just a Christian podcast. Uh, and so that's kind of just what we hope. Uh, we hope that it's transparent, um, that it's authentic, uh, and that we are, you know, viewed as we are. And we're just ordinary Christians, ordinary, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, you could even say theologians. Um, right not necessarily people who have um, a lot of letters before or after our names. Right. So uh, are you a doctor? I'm not. Neither am I. No. <laughs> nice. Are you a, a, are you a doctorate? No. No, me neither. Yeah. No PhDs here. Wow. No. Well, actually, you're, I mean, you're no. definitely experienced as a youth pastor. Yeah. So that makes you a little bit more than ordinary in some sense. Although I was only a youth director. Mm. Downgrade. Wow. There yeah. you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you pastor a church? No. Yeah, me neither. No. Well, I really don't. No. I have moments of pastoral leadership. Of course. For short, short, short period segments of time every week. I'm a worship leader. Zach, you're yeah. I'm I'm a husband. You're a husband. Uh, I am a. I'm a husband too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your wife will appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a carpenter's apprentice at this moment. Um, but like you said, I was in the past uh, a youth pastor director mm -hmm. um, at a church, and uh, I've been to seminary. I didn't finish degree or anything like that. Um, been to college for some biblical studies. Uh, however, I'm not like, I'm not like barred from those places. I'm not like on mm -hmm. discipline or anything. You know, I'm just, uh, you're just a carpenter. Now. Yeah. Just, I, I wanted to get married yeah. and I found an, a job that I could get married with. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm enjoying that. So you're a pretty ordinary, regular Christian. I sure am. You'd say you're really just a Christian. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and for, for yourself, for myself, I'm a I'm a worship leader. I'm on. I'm a part time staff, so I'm not even a full time worship leader. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. It's full time. It's seven days a week. Just kidding. Um, Excellent. A lot of just kiddings. Anyways, very uh, pious. Yeah, I'm. I. Uh, I'm a husband. I'm a Raiders fan. I like podcasts. I like hanging out with with the homies around a fire. Sometimes, um, I like really good food. I'm a pretty ordinary guy, um, and I. I'm a worship leader at a local church, at the church I belong to. So Yeah. Um, and about both of us, I would say we love Jesus Christ. 
Yeah. He's done something really great in our lives and given us some sort of talents uh, to serve him with. And so we're attempting to do that, uh, especially by starting this podcast. Yeah. So in summary, Zach, you and I, we are just Christians. For sure. It's very simple. We're nothing special. I want to I make this distinction. This podcast was not created to be a resource, meaning the way that you might listen to a podcast from a theologian, right? Like they record their stuff and they put it out and it's a resource, right? It is a learning resource. That is not the intention of this podcast. Why? Because I'm not an authority on really any matter except for like my own life. Um, I'm not an authority on why should we sing in church, but guess what? We'll end up talking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm not an authority on uh, why should we believe scripture, not an authority on, but guess what? We're going to talk about that. So I just want to make a distinction. This is a, this podcast, we're inviting the listeners. We want you guys in on Mm -hmm. this conversation, this dialogue, right? We're going to be digesting these, these matters, um, in, in a way that we hope glorifies God in our thinking. Um, but it's not a resource. Again, we're not PhDs. We're not pastors. Right. We're not authors. Don't have any books on our resume or anything like that. But we're excited to digest a lot of different matters, topics, um, just conversations with you guys. Definitely. Yeah, I think that instead of a resource, you could consider us... Uh... A, a model, and at times maybe a uh, an imperfect model, but hopefully a model for um, how any Christian might tackle certain subjects, um, certain conflicts, certain conversations, certain things that they encounter in the world, um, as you and I, Andrew, uh, just have dialogue and have conversation and really dive into the things that, the kind of things that all of us are faced with in daily life. Yeah. Now there is a third party to this podcast. That's our producer, my boy, Landon. Hi, I'm Landon. And all you need to know is that I'm your producer and I am also just a Christian. I'm a husband to a beautiful wife named Simone. She's wonderful. And I am focused on making this podcast something that glorifies God. And that is all you need to know about me. I think that's called doxing, Andrew, that he just doxed his wife. Yeah. Uh, Landon, you're really cool and stuff, but you didn't have to flex on all of us like right. that. Right, yeah. Uh, beautiful wife. Uh, uh-huh. is it? Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. Hey, cool. Hey, yeah, mine too, we man. We all think that. Hey, mine too. <laughs> you didn't have to. That's a given, okay? Right. Um, Kelly, you're beautiful. Um, so, <laughs> so anyways, I... There's there's one more thing as we we've kind of spent all this time. Hopefully you feel like okay, I kind of know these randos a little mm-hmm. bit better. Yeah. Hopefully we're not strangers. We're gonna be in your car, in your ears, in your hearts. Wow. On a regular basis, about every week. Yeah. And if and you wanted to stop right now, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Well, no, you don't, <laughs> look. Do you want a stranger in your ears? No, you don't. You want your friend. That's who you want in your ears. Anyways. Probably. But we'll um, stay away from the bodily references. <laughs> forward. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Um, Me too. I like the cringe. Uh, so there is one more description I want to give for us. 
And it's this, we believe that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy and enjoy him forever. I'll say that again. It's to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And so, um, like I can guarantee you that a lot of the, um, kind of like through line to, to, to why I do anything as I'm describing different things. Why, why do we sing in the church? I tell you right now, glorifying God and enjoying him forever is closely related to a lot of matters at, at hand, just cause I, at least me personally, but, but Zach agrees. I, I know that much. Um, that that is the chief end of man. It is to glorify God and enjoy Him. That you could you could say that really those two things are are hand in hand. You can glorify God by enjoying Him forever. So that's just something that that you're you're probably gonna catch as a similar theme. And I just wanted to just go ahead and put it out there for you ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so I do have a question now, Zach. So we're we're a podcast. You described that. You know we're we're kind of just trying to model. Maybe not in a perfect way, but mm-hmm. just model um, God-glorifying thinking in daily Christian matters, right? That could be something in society that a Christian responds to or something in the church that Christians uh, respond to. Or something, something in Scripture, in, yeah, in scripture. That, that Christians respond to. So why engage with these things at all? What's, what's the point? Yeah, I think it's a it's a really important question, um, and it's a good question, you know, for you and me because we're sitting here attempting to answer that question by, you know, having uh, this dialogue, having this conversation, and enjoying, um, you know, producing this kind of thing for other people to listen to, um, because there's there are in fact, like you said, things coming at us all the time um, in our culture and in uh, scripture and in our church and in our relationships. And really, we don't necessarily have a choice uh, whether to engage in them or not. Um, things just happen, and your life is something that will continue to happen uh, to you, whether you choose to engage in an intentional way or not. Uh, you will be engaging, and, and we're all becoming something as we choose to engage, right? If I engage in a very lazy way, I will continue to become a very lazy person uh, within all of the things that are going on in my life, uh, whether it be my relationships or whatever. If I choose to uh, engage in things in a way that um, reflects that I understand Christ is my Savior, He is my God, He desires for me to serve Him uh, and to love Him through my engagement with the world, then I'm also going to become something through that. Uh, and luckily, scriptures provide a good description of that. Um, but the answer is really that you don't have a choice whether to engage, but you'll be missing out if you don't engage intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be missing out on some of the incredible things that Christ has to offer to us, that the Spirit has to offer to us, that we get to live in a life that is glorifying to God. We get to live in the righteousness of Christ. Um, And all of those things have been given to us free. So when we engage in them intentionally, Mm -hmm. we actually like receive the the blessing, the benefit of, of knowing God better, uh, of living our lives uh, in a way that Christ built us to live. Yeah, man. Wow. I think that you 
slayed the purpose mm. in Thanks, man. asking that question at all. No one will ever ask, why should I engage whatsoever? Yeah, probably they will continue <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. But um, as you, what you were describing made me think of, and I'm going to butcher it. I don't even know the reference it's from. I'm going to paraphrase it as best as I can remember. But it, it was just like, like a lot of times when you read script, sorry, this is a, a tangent, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to my point. A lot of times when you read scripture, it's like, it kind of like gets tucked away. Mm. And then at like certain moments, it just like sprouts. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, cool. This is a reason for me to have read that verse. Now, it like it's, it's anyways. And, and that just happened for me as you were talking. And it's, it's that, um, like how all things are, um, by Christ, uh, like from from Christ and to Christ or something like that. Basically meaning that, that um, and I think it's John, because John opens up his gospel by talking about how, um, how uh, you know, he, in the beginning is the word and, and this word, uh, you know, becomes flesh and, and lived 30 years kind of thing. And he's talking about Jesus, right? Um, Jesus being at the hand of the Father in creation. And so Jesus, the Son, is, is the creator um, and so anyways, all of creation then is for Christ. Mm-hmm. So all, all that Christ creates is really for him. So it's, it's made by him and it is made for him. And so everything that we as creation are, as you described, like kind of forced to engage with, we don't really have a choice, um, unless we're blind, deaf, and mute. Anyways, no, those uh, people, those people get to engage as well. Yeah, in a yes, you're still engaging uh-huh. with things by matter of being created in the image of God. Yeah, you will engage with His creation. There's probably less that you are forced to engage with. I think is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to close your eyes at certain points in movies. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. sorry, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the. Helen Keller stuff aside, I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. Um, well, I no, but I hear you. I hear you so, in your so purpose. Yeah, you, you'd be less forced. But anyways, we're forced, right? We're we're gonna engage with things regardless. But there is a purpose for them, mm-hmm. and really that they exist um, to glorify uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really good. So I want to. Um, if possible, I'd love to transition here mm-hmm. into our testimonies. I think what we'll do is, Landon, you'll go last. Because I do want to get your testimony in. And we'll keep these brief. Um, I'll do my best to keep it brief. But Zach, how about, can you start us off? Yeah, of course. Uh, And for anyone who is maybe uh, encountering the word testimony for the first or thousandth time, I think it's just cool to kind of explain what it is that we're doing. You know, it's it's very similar to what you would do um, if you were in court in the United States, uh, that you would be given a chance to tell a thing which happened, um, how you experienced it from your perspective, uh, and just like in, you know, like in court, you really can't take that back. You're actually under penalty of 
uh, perjury and lying and all those things. But when we're telling our testimony um, of the things that Christ has done in our life, that's exactly uh, what we hope to do, that we, we hope to tell something true um, that has happened to us, that has changed us, and all of the things that have happened since then um, about how Christ entered in and uh, did something for us. So yeah, I'll, I'll go straight into my experience of, of Christ in my life, um, and it starts probably uh, when I was a baby, which I don't quite remember, but... <laughs> Uh, after that and where it starts to become a little more clear, um, I would say when I was very young, probably two, three years old, uh, I kind of, I came from a super mixed family. My family was, um, my mom and dad never were married. They had split before I was even born. Uh, and so I lived with my mom and, you know, different people's garages and houses and, uh, her parents. And, um, I would go over to my dad's uh, one weekend a month when my mom married my stepdad, he kind of wanted to be a little back in my life. And that was um, that was a really interesting experience because when I would go over to his house, there would be, uh, his, his dad was a pastor. And so we would go to his dad's church. I would um, go to the little Sunday school meetings. I would uh, hear the name J- Jesus spoken and then I would go back to my house and there was not really um with my mom and my stepdad and their four kids including me uh, at 21 and 22 years old um which is just mind-blowing how did they even manage to raise (laughs) us all uh there wasn't any like Christianity spoken there wasn't any church going um and so kind of flipping back and forth through those places, I guess. Uh, all I had at, at home for the majority of my childhood was a couple picture books where Jesus would carry sheep around, and I knew that he had a robe on, and, you know, that was about it. Uh, sometimes there was a dove. I remember that. Um, but th- that was, you know, my, my picture of, of God and Jesus as a kid was really... Um, that I knew that there was a God, um, that he loved me and that, you know, in some way he created everything that I was experiencing in the world, but there wasn't, you know, any sort of a desire to do anything about that. So, uh, when I was a little older, my dad was kind of, uh, estranged at a certain point and, um, all of the, the church going left my life. And it wasn't because of that, but I was just kind of a dumb kid like I was a class clown type I got in a lot of trouble as a kid and um, I felt really free I felt like you know I wanted people to think I was funny and I wanted to uh, to make people laugh and so I just didn't really pay a lot of attention and I got in a lot of trouble growing up and uh, the first time that Christ was kind of reintroduced uh, I went to a youth group when in middle school with my friend um, all of those like memories from childhood just flooded back. It's like, oh, Jesus is like a real thing, and and God does exist, and I remember that. And so I raised my hand in one of those chapel ceremonies where you know I was I was really feeling that I was really thinking that, uh, and then after that nothing changed at all. So I just continued, you know, to be uh, who I was, um, and 
I, I went to a couple of youth groups here and there, um, but I found myself in a uh, the back of a police car at 15 years old um, after just a really dumb dumb move. But I'm so I'm so glad that God orchestrated things that way because I was the only one out of this group of people who got arrested all at the same time uh, who wasn't actually high. I got this like really reduced sentence. Um, I got 40 hours of community service for probably thousands of dollars of damage that we were doing at the time. Yikes. Um, so the word for that is vandalism. The word for that is, and it was a large amount of vandalism. <laughs> uh, and, and so in my 40 hours of community service, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to do this, and, I, and my, my genius brain... Uh, I thought I can go up to the church up the street from my house um, where I already know the youth pastor. I've been to the youth group a few times. All the girls there are cute. And <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've, I've already been going there. I've met him. What he'll do is he'll say, okay, move some couches for some old ladies and I'll be done and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. So I went up and I asked him, hey, can I do my community service here with you? And he said, sure. And my genius plan totally worked. Like I just moved couches for old ladies for a while. Um, But he also gave me hours to go to youth group. He also gave me hours to help out with the uh, middle school youth group. Um, He gave me hours to hang out with his interns. And there was this, there was this like real change. um, When I started to notice like the people that I was hanging out with uh, in my everyday life, um, I would get in trouble with them and they didn't really care about me. They just kind of thought I was funny and they, you know, liked to laugh with me. They liked that I did dumb things for their enjoyment. Um, but care about me. Well, this was the kind of the first time I was actually experiencing real like care. And I was hanging out with these guys at the church. And like I said, I, I thought I, was a Christian. Um, I had an idea in my head that I was a Christian, but at a certain point, um, I realized that there was a difference between the Christianity that they had and the Christianity that I had. Uh, and so I, I spent some time trying to figure that out. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing all this community service and, um, I'm doing all these hours and I'm hanging out with these guys for, you know, a good amount of time. But what was it that was so different from them and me? So I finished my hours, and uh, I was actually at a point where I was begging them to let me continue helping, um, to let me continue, you know, hanging out with them, and I was just enjoying it so much. And uh, it was so strange because there were a couple things that I noticed about them that were different, and I was really trying to figure that out too. I was trying to figure out, you know, what is different between their Christianity and my Christianity, and really what it came down to. I was, you know, being very uh, detailed in my analysis of them. I thought, you know what? Really all they do different is they read the Bible and they pray. Hmm. And I can do that. I could try that out and just let's let's see what happens, right? So I started doing that. Actually, I, you know, I found uh, this Bible. I um, used one that I had at church, an old Bible, or, or an old Bible from home. I found one at church that I um, asked if I could keep. And so I just started reading it. And I started praying more. Um, and little by little, I wouldn't say it came all at once. There was no like, you know, me in a field and God just came and met me and hmm. 
wow, you know, like big moment. There was no like incredible uh, movie magic. It was really just like well, that's how it is for everybody else, right? <laughs> it was. It really just came down to like a couple weeks, months later. You know, a short time later, uh, I just realized that I was having this ongoing conversation with God, where He would speak to me through His Word, and I would, you know pray back to him and he was changing things in my life and like i just kind of came to the conclusion that i was a christian hmm. and i was like you know wow that's crazy i guess i should get baptized now so i did <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's freaking dope. yeah so from there it was you know just a lot of years now of being in that same relationship with god where he's just been changing me he had a lot of work to do he still does. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't believe that it happened. That's so cool, man. From the back seat of a cop car to moving couches for old ladies. Right. What a Tran- what a transformation. Transformation. Yeah. <laughs> What's really cool about that is what we see happen in your testimony is there's there's a heart change, right? You didn't start out moving couches for old ladies so that you could please God, your Savior, but what we see is that. God had almost, what it sounds like to me, and I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but God had kind of always given you faith. You knew that God was, Mm -hmm. and what happened out of that was your faith became into the the person of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and Jesus was speaking to you by his word. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was so much faith before. I I would say it was, you know, knowledge. Oh yeah. No, okay. Yes. Con- yes. Yes. Contentedness with not believing you know, in, but believing right. about with maybe? the idea. Yeah, sort with the idea of who. Yeah. But but the faith came when I started to see him for who he was. Mm. You know, and I started to yeah. see that I actually That's was good. in need of. You know, I didn't think the word savior at the time, but yeah. I definitely thought, wow, there's something broken in me mm. that needs to be fixed, and I can't do it. Yeah. Dang. And I need you. You wow. know. That's good, man. That's so good. That's what I probably would call like like a really cool testimony, mm. which takes me to mine. Uh, Excellent. So I <laughs> I used to always be like weirded out about saying my testimony because um, ashamed isn't like the best word, but I've yet to come up with with the best word. So I'll just use. I was always kind of like I just thought my testimony was like lame, like it wasn't cool, like Zex. It's not. I don't have a cool testimony. Mine's boring. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I knew from like it, as early as I can really remember, like the earliest age that is, what is it, four or so, three or four, that um, God created the earth. Um, but because uh, we disobeyed God, um, there was sin. And so to save us from our sins, God gives us Jesus, his son. Jesus dies on the cross, and it's so that the penalty of our sin is paid for. And if we believe in him, uh, that that uh, that sin is, you know, is, is forgiven. Mm-hmm. It's forgiven. That's like, that's how I understood it as a child, probably. Which I think is pretty pretty close wow. i mean that would be like the simple gospel sounds good to um, me <laughs> uh so i always understood that much um and then growing up in the church there were like um you know i did like uh missions trips i did you know the all the different summer and winter camps i would i would be a counselor at those camps too 
I started leading worship as a volunteer at, at my local church at the time, uh, you know, pretty seriously. And it just kind of continued on this trajectory really to where I am now. And, and I always just kind of thought like, man, I never had like this awesome testimony. Like, uh, I read this, this book in, uh, probably sixth grade called run baby run. And this guy, Nikki Cruz was the kingpin of the, uh, the largest gang in, I think it was like the New York area. Mm. Um, pretty sure it was, it was the New York area in like the fifties killed people, things like that. Uh, you know, just, just crazy, crazy story, get saved. And then he's like, He's doing all these like missions and stuff like that. Just awesome story, right? I didn't have that. But the yeah, so that was kind of the reason I didn't like that. And it wasn't really until about, I, I want to say 20 years old. It's only about four years ago. But that I kind of realized how flawed that thinking was. And, and I'm not ashamed of that thinking, but that was bad thinking. That was like actually harmful thinking. Because um, salvation belongs to the Lord, right? And so um, saving me is his work, not mine. And so him choosing uh, to, to keep me from the earliest memories I have up to this point um, and ultimately forever uh, is, is, is what he chose to do to glorify himself mm-hmm. and glorify himself by the grace that he's shown me in keeping me. And that's, that's a great testimony. Like that's awesome because the testimony isn't really my testimony about here's how I got saved, but rather the testimony of look, God saves. He saved me. This is how he did it. And it's to his glory. Right. It's not to mine. It's not my testimony in that sense it's yeah. really a testimony of that God. that's what i think is so wonderful too you know like and and it's so wonderful that you say that because the, the only cool part like when you talk about a cool testimony the only cool part is the part where like god swoops in and rescues sinners yeah you know like that's that right. is the cool part of the te- the cool part is not like sitting in a cop car and having your mom pick you up from jail in tears <laughs> no that's not the cool part right the cool part is Christ actually, he loves you and he drew you out of the world and you got lucky enough to where like it was at a really young age. That's amazing, man. Like that's the cool testimony that I want my kids to have. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. That's the cool. I want your kids to have that testimony, you know, like heaven forbid that they live the same life that I did. And I know I don't have any control over that, but boy, that's a super cool testimony, man. Yeah. Your parents are awesome. Yeah, I, a lot of credit to my parents. I used to say that in like, I even said it in a job interview once. And I remember when when I talk about my testimony, I want to give a lot of credit to my parents because from a young age, I really think I understood at least the simple gospel. And they taught that to me and they modeled it for me for for to this day. And I could tell they kind of thought like... uh I don't know. They didn't think great of that, I guess, which, which they should. Honestly, I believe that they should. I'm kind of like bitter in, in in what I could sense. The response was like, is this really Andrew's faith or is it his parents' faith? Mm. No, no, it's my faith. And my parents were faithful Christians Mm. in raising their, their child up. Um, 
and really doing the thing they were probably most excited to do as parents, right? Like they're not ashamed of Christ. They're actually probably pleased and excited to share with their own child. They get to get to, from the youngest age, demonstrate, look how awesome God is. Mm -hmm. They did a good job, right? Now God saved me. My parents didn't save me. God saved me. And guess what? He's sovereign over the means and how he did that. And that was, hey, mom and dad, you weren't perfect, but good job. Like you were faithful in this area, man. You know, so yeah, I, I guess I'm bitter about that. Moment, but, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, um, maybe they didn't hire you for other reasons. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, that wasn't why. It was because I'm. I wouldn't stupid, have hired so. you, so yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but you will lead worship with me, nonetheless. True. Yeah, and a podcast. Yeah, and a podcast. Yes. Um. Cool. Uh. So, there is another. There is another. Mr. Uh, Producer Landon, would you would you let us all know your testimony of Christ? Hey, yeah, I'll jump in on that. Um, one thing I loved about hearing both of your guys' t- testimonies uh, is that there was really a common thread with, between the two, um, and it's that God, like you guys were saying, swooped in and saved you both, whether it's through in, in the midst of your like tomfoolery whatever was going on or, or with Andrew where it's just from a young age and building up throughout the course of his life um, it, it was a tactic that that God uh, was working in in your guys' lives and that's really cool so my my testimony uh, I would say similar to Andrew start starts at a young age my family had a a illustrated Bible in the house and it had all those like little silly cartoons in it like with uh, Jesus and the sheep mm-hmm. and, and uh, he really carries a lot of sheep doesn't he, he he's got a lot of sheep that, that's a common thread too Jesus <laughs> and sheep man and, and and so and so I, I became familiar with uh, scripture uh, really I think God blessed me with a faith um, early on in my life and that and, and there was many things that happened throughout my life with like uh, my parents got divorced and uh, there was just like lots of moves and changes throughout my life that ended in in God just pulling me closer and closer to him and just having that foundation I think it made me uh, a better man and um, like like having I had two younger sisters and in those time, those crazy times, like I really focused on like being the person for them to lean on, and I think that was something that God inspired in me. And really, God, God changed me throughout my life, and that's all that matters. God, God made me His own. Man, that's so great. Yeah, that I get to sit here, you know, and and do this project with uh, two other guys who God has plucked out of the fire um Mm. and two other guys who are just interested in uh serving him yeah i really love the way you just said that landon that uh all that really matters is god made you his own and he's continuing to do that like man that's a christian right that's what a christian is we're actually going to get into yeah uh i think episode two will be uh we'll just give you a little a little uh preview trailer here episode two will be um, about what is a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. But before we get there, I want to cover the first 
part of our name. So we're called Just a Christian. And this is really how we're going to wrap things up in this episode. I want to lay, lay the kind of the, the purpose, the why, or, or, or the vision, I suppose, to why is our name Just a Christian? Well, for one, we, we started off by explaining that we're simple guys. We're ordinary Christians. We call ourselves ordinary theologians, and, and we'll explain why we even use that word theologian in a future, future episode. But um, we're just Christian guys, right? So I was listening to a podcast one time. It was uh, an episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. For all you Raiders fans, you should be listening to that. And your boy Q, that's his name, your boy Q, uh, he's the host. And he was he was telling a story one episode about how um, uh, his boss had called him just a kid from Waco. It was, it was kind of like a, uh, what do you know? You're just a kid from Waco, which was funny for multiple reasons because um, one, he's not a kid. He's like, he's got like a 20 some year old son. Um, and also he's not from Waco. Oh, um, no. so just so many That's reasons amazing. that, 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 that uh, <laughs> statement was flawed. But, uh, apart from that, um, it, the, the, the host Q, his, his message, it was a good message. It was a great message. Love what he had to say. It was, don't ever let anyone tell you you're just a blank. Right, fill in the blank. You're just a, for his case, it was kid from Waco. So um, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, that was, that was inspiring, Q. But I was th- I just had this thought, like, how, how does that actually apply to the Christian? Do, do we reject this notion to never let anybody call you just a blank? And it has to do with the Christian's identity. Because what does humility say to this? And I don't mean humility in terms of like being weak or letting people determine what you can or can't be. But how does humility respond to you're just a fill in the blank? Because if our identity is that, well, I'm a Christian, then I I see two responses to this. One, you can say, Andrew, you're just a kid from the Bay Area. So this is an attack on a uh, secondary or tertiary uh, identifier, I guess, or, or characteristic. Andrew, you're just a kid from the Bay Area. To which, as a Christian who opts to be humble, as Christ was most humble, I can say, yeah, I guess so. I am just a kid from the Bay Area. Yeah. I mean, what do I know, right? Right. <laughs> you're, you're right, brother. And... And that's not to say, I believe what he says about me. I am lowly. But actually, it's to say, I can dust that off because really what you what you like poked yeah. at yeah. is so secondary to mm-hmm. who I am. It's so it's so it, it it's not the essence of me. You didn't attack the core of me because that that essence of who I am is found in Christ. Or the first thing they, or the, the the other thing they can do, they can attack my primary identity, which I just said was in Christ. So they could say, "Well, Andrew, you're just a Christian." To which I can say, 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Right, <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, how, um, how, how nice. That's that. that I appreciate <laughs> mission that you've, accomplished. Yeah, I appreciate that you've actually seen that about me, and that yes. you that you would go so far as to identify me that way. Because right. that's how I identify. Exactly. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, and now what you've done is like what you're you're a te- oh you Christian or something like that. Sweet, sweet. What Jesus predicted about me is has been fulfilled mm. that I will be hated because of him, right? Him. So my, 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 my primary identity, if I'm primarily identifying with Christ, if that's hated, I can say, Oh yeah, Jesus told me that he said that would happen. Mm-hmm. And it can be comforting to me because guess what he says? He said, blessed are you, um, the, the, uh, blessed are the persecuted. So, I actually get to count it as as blessing. Yeah. And so that's why we're called just a Christian podcast mm-hmm. because I just we just want to identify as yeah, hey, I'm just a Christian. For sure. Yeah, and the goal isn't to be persecuted, but the goal is for right. sure yes. to identify with totally. the thing that we most value. Good distinction there, Zach. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeking out hate. Right. Although it does seem like it'd be kind of fun in certain circumstances, but right. that's not to. I also haven't ever had a thr- uh, a stone thrown at my head, right? So that's not fair of me to say, maybe. But yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But but what you're saying there, like you know, that is something that should be recognized, right? Like, and it's part of this whole message about identity and, and what it means to identify with Christ. Like, there are many people throughout the history. Uh, including many of the first people to ever do so who I identified as Christians who did not have a great time um, and were persecuted. And it's not that we look at that as, uh, you know, something to strive to be treated that way, but it's, it is glorious to hold something so dear mm. that you do not give it up for anything. You know, there's real glory in that way of life. And so, that's that's how we want to view our own relationship with Christ, you know, mm-hmm. that that this is not something that we would give up, and this is something that we would identify proudly with uh, because we believe in the Lord, and we believe in what He's done for us, and we want everybody to know that, you know, that, that I could walk around and that people could know who Christ is through my actions, through my words, and the way that I relate with the world, um, that is about the greatest purpose I believe I could serve. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's encouraging, bro. Well, I think that is, um, I think that's a wrap on, on pilot, our, our child that we're Mm -hmm. gifting to the world now. Yeah. And, and one, and one other note, you know, on, on that wrap up is that the, the greatest thing is that we are sitting here all as Christians, Mm. um, and that that it wasn't limited to only people who grew up a certain way. That wasn't limited to only people who had a certain experience in their life. But really, it's it's unlimited. You know, anyone listening to this podcast could join with us in saying that they are, in fact, a Christian. And all it takes is a relationship with Christ. And so we just hope that uh, that we could be an encouragement to anybody, right? Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and glory to God, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. So I think that's really a wrap. Um, we are 
very grateful that you joined us on what is really this conversation, right? This this doesn't just uh, this isn't me monologuing, Zach monologuing. This is us sharing, right, in in what we're hoping to accomplish, which is glorifying God in our thinking. Yeah, and we hope to grow, you know, with both our audience and also together as we go along. We, I mean, look at this. We finished our first full episode. The pilot, the baby, incredible, has been gifted to the world. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in next week to continue our conversation. You can contact us at justachristianpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram, Facebook, or anywhere you can find our medias. Special thanks to Cool Uncle, a.k.a. Tyler Gannett, for producing this awesome song for us. You can find him on Spotify at Cool Uncle. And special thanks to Evan and Johnny for lending us some recording equipment and special thanks to our wives for allowing us to do this nice